besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. All the way from Virginia, Mark Leishman, thank you for joining me on the Friday Focus. Now, mate, when I called you the other day just to tee up a time, you were speaking with that hushed voice as if you were on a golf course. Can you just describe where you were, mate? Yeah, out at uh, watching watching Harvey, my, my oldest boy, play. Um, he had a tournament on and out there I wasn't allowed to caddy. Uh, he, he won't <laughs> let me caddy for him anymore. But uh, he, uh, yeah, had that and um, actually came out with a win. So he was very happy. Um, Our old Sarb, yeah. just tell us. He's nine, yeah. So he's <laughs> golf obsessed at the moment. Um, so I've got three kids, and he's yeah. golf obsessed. The other two are not interested at all. So it's uh, uh, it's good, yeah. So it's, we've all got our own things to do with with each of the kids. Yeah, we certainly do. But nine years old, so Harvey's uh, he notched the victory there. Uh, now you you beat your old man for the uh, the club championship at Warrnambool, didn't you? When you were what thirteen. 13 yeah so um it was it was the club championships were four rounds of stroke play um which is you know count all your shots and yeah. uh, you got to beat everyone not just you know yeah. one opponent like match play so i'm glad it was stroke play because if i had beaten him at 13 years old <laughs> in match play i don't know if it would have been legit or not um but i do know that yeah he he didn't finish second he finished third and um so I had to beat, beat the other guys as well which was yeah. a lot of fun and, and i know a big thrill for him i can only imagine how he felt so, if, if four years' time, is Harvey likely to be beating his old man? I hope not. I'm in trouble <laughs> if, if he is. What's, um, he, what's he playing <laughs> off at the moment? Yeah, well, he doesn't really have a handicap. He shoots um, off the off the red tees. He's shooting normally about probably 10 over, 10, 12 over. Jeez. But that's for nine. Yep. Um, so, yeah, the, the tees they play off the... Are a little shorter than that in the tournaments, but um, yeah. just so they can be a bit closer to par. So yeah. he normally shoots about four over in them, and he's he's been doing pretty well. Yeah, I that sounds fair enough for a nine-year-old. <laughs> hey, mate. Uh, talking of winning tournaments, congrats! A couple of weeks ago, you partnered up with the, your fellow Aussie Cameron Smith and won the the Zurich Classic of New New Orleans, mate. That just looked like you had a, a really fun week right from the moment that you rocked up at the start of the tournament spawning your own mullet albeit a fake one looked like good fun <laughs> yeah it was we had a great time um yeah we went there with the intentions of having a great fun but uh having great fun but we wanted to take it a little bit more seriously than what we did um at the shark shootout at the end of last year when we played as a team um that was more like an a boys golf trip end of year breakup <laughs> kind of mix thing um this one we wanted to still have fun, but take it a little more seriously, and we did. And um, you know, we I thought because we had walk up music on the first tee on 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 the weekend. Yep. And I was sort of thinking about what songs to play and land down under come through through my head, and I thought I've got to try and get find a mullet song because he's <laughs> he's into this mullet at the minute. And actually, Amanda Balliona, she does the CBS interviews. She said to me, uh, she's like, well, if you're gonna do it, you got to commit. To whatever you do so i thought i oh, better i ordered a bloody ordered a mask on uh, a mask a wig on instagram um i ordered a wig on amazon yep so yep. it arrived the day before i left and um 
it blew up on Instagram and all <laughs> that, and they just they loved it. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Cam Cam enjoyed it, and um, yeah, sort of got the got the days started off on the right foot. Yeah, we were uh, sitting in the very studio uh, on air, one of our early programs on this radio caper, and, and watching you guys get into that playoff. It was absolutely uh, brilliant to see it unfold in real time. Uh, celebrations, mate. Now, uh, for a man that's got his own beer label, which I've <laughs> got to let you know, I've got online today and I've ordered a carton, so I'll test it out and hopefully, I'm sure Beautiful. it won't be the, uh, the last carton I order, <laughs> but uh, how do you celebrate when you win a tournament, particularly with a teammate? Yeah, it was good. We um, we live in different places. So I live in Virginia Beach. He lives in Jacksonville. Um, so we actually, we celebrated in the locker room for about an hour afterwards. Um, and then we both had planes ready to go to go home to our families. So um, the my caddy, Maddie, his caddy, Pino, um, they all live in Jacksonville. So they all flew back together and I came by myself back um, back here. So it was it was kind of an interesting celebration. Um, but that hour in the locker room afterwards was, was pretty awesome. And, um, yeah, it just, it's nice to be able to do that with a teammate. I mean, I can only imagine how it was for, for you when you were playing and being able to celebrate wins in such a successful team. Um, I mean, I've played in a few president's cups, I think four president's cups, um, and a couple other smaller team events. Um, but that's the first one I've won as a professional at yeah. a team event. So to be able to celebrate with a teammate was even though it was only for an hour, was pretty cool. Mate, the other, yeah, well, it, it is good fun. They're the bits you remember most in a team, a team game is that time in the change rooms. Hey, the other thing that caught my eye on that broadcast was that just the, the alligators lurking around in the background. That's got to be off-putting on a golf course, doesn't it? Yeah, there's plenty of them out there. Yeah. Um, I guess they're not as aggressive as, as Crocs. So yeah. it's not like having crocodiles snapping at your heels. They're going to chase you. Um, now the alligators are pretty tame. You know, if you most of the time they're scared of you and they'll go back into the water. But I guess they're only scared of you until they're not. You yeah, know, you, <laughs> yeah that's you right. get close to the water and they decide they want to have a crack. They're, they're going to do that. So um, yeah, it was. I wasn't going to get in and play that one out of the water on sixteen, uh, yeah. just in case. But uh, well, it's a fair yeah, recovery. It's an interesting <laughs> feeling. Yeah. Yeah, knocking it in, just chipping it in uh, after uh, your partner put in the water. It was a good recovery. Hey, um, the team concept, you just mentioned it there, that that seems to be something that appeals to you in a very much individual sport. Um, casting your mind towards uh, the Olympics, and I know that it's an individual um, gold medal pursuit, but the concept of being in the Olympic team, does that, that excite, exciting you? Oh, yeah, it does. It's, um, you know, anytime you can represent your country is is a huge honor. Um, even, you know, it is an individual thing, but we're still going to be there staying together as a team. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to go to Brazil for the last Olympics just because Audrey was trying to get pregnant with our daughter and, you know, all that stuff going on. But um, yeah, I'm excited about this one. I hope, hope things settle down with, uh, with the virus that's going around and, um, and we can get over there and, and play. So um, yeah, that's, that's exciting. I'm, Really hope that can can happen. Yeah, have you ever asked Justin Rose where a, a gold medal, Olympic gold medal, sits in comparison to a, a major? Yeah, I think um, I haven't, but I mean, I think it's got to be close. I think as a mm. golfer, like we never grew up thinking about 
winning a gold medal. It, we, it was never, never entered our mind. I mean, you just, we, it was, we couldn't do it. Um, so I guess as a golfer, you grow up wanting to win majors. Um, but I mean, to, to say you're a gold medalist would be very special. I mean, I, if, if, if you could say to me, you can either have a gold medal or the Masters or the British Open, I would probably take the Masters or the British Open. Um, but to win a gold medal for your country would be very, very close second. Yeah, it'd be uh, very special, I would have thought. You, you said, uh, obviously, 2016, you sort of withdraw yourself from being eligible to go to the uh, Olympics on the back of... Audrey's illness, or you mentioned she was um, attempting to, to fall pregnant again, but the illness uh, at, in 2015, can you take us back there and describe that whole scenario and, 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 and what uh, Audrey was suffering from? And, and then I'd like to get to the legacy that has come out of that. Yeah, so we, um, I was actually going down to the Masters for a practice round and, um, and she thought she had the flu. Um, she just had a birth control removed the week before, so didn't really think anything of it. Um, ended up getting sepsis, we found out. We, the doctors couldn't work out what it was for quite a while, which is a, a blood poisoning. Um, so it's like the easiest way to describe that is if you get a cut on your, on your thumb um, and it gets infected, your brain sends out a toxin to, to fight the infection. So rather than sending out the... SAS team or whatever it might be from the you know the army, um, it will send out the entire military uh, and basically send all your blood toxic and it then in turn shuts down all your organs um, and most of the time you die. Um, so she she got that. Um, she was she, really she, really lucky. With, she was on a ventilator and everything, wasn't she? Is that yeah? Is she that was right? on a ventilator. Yeah. So when she was on the ventilator, we got told she wasn't going to make it. Um, so they sort of did a Hail Mary and um, they said, look, we've never done this before, but we're going to normally, so to try and drain the fluid out of her lungs, they had to flip her onto her stomach to try and, because it was all sitting at the back. So they did that. Normally to do that, they got to paralyze her because she was so young and most likely going to die. They didn't want to paralyze her. So they, they, it was the first time they'd ever done that. They flipped her onto her stomach for 24 hours. Somehow it worked. Um, and then she woke up about probably six days later. Um, and I mean, that was kind of when my nightmare finished once she was awake, but that's probably when hers begun because, um, you know, you've obviously got all the recovery and if you've ever been injured. That rehab is, is tough. She had to learn how to walk again. Um, she couldn't, she had no strength whatsoever. I guess when you're, when you're, put on a breathing machine, your, your muscles just waste away. So, um, yeah, but out of that came, we started a foundation and, um, yeah, just, just, I was just yeah. sorry to interrupt. I'm just going to say on there, a quote that I saw attributed to Audrey, she said, I can't say I'm happy that it happened, but I don't regret it. That's, it's a very positive line of thinking coming out of that struggle that you just mentioned to then in partnership with you set up the big begin again foundation yeah so she she i don't think it would have happened if she couldn't um handle it some, in some way i don't know obviously some people are a lot luckier than others um but she was strong enough to um to survive it i think the one thing 
probably the reason she survived apart from the doctors was when they had to put her under in on the breathing machine she didn't get a chance to say goodbye to the kids um so she because they pretty much there was a pretty good chance she wasn't going to wake up um but my boys were one and a half and three at the time and it was like 11 o'clock at night when they had to do it and it had to be done right then or she was gonna she you know she'd pass out mid-sentence what when she was talking um so she didn't get a chance to say goodbye to the kids and i reckon that's why she survived because she really didn't want to leave like that um so it's yeah it, it, it was a weird time it was a tough time um but you know that that stuff makes you stronger and and a lot of good stuff has come out of it i mean we've helped I think it's about 7,000 families so far, um, you know, all, all around the world. And, um, cause I mean, sepsis, it kills, uh, I'm not sure how many worldwide, it's probably a, who knows how many, but just in America every year, it kills 270,000. So, um, yeah, it's pretty serious. And if you know the symptoms, it's very treatable. Um, so it's worth looking up the symptoms of sepsis just so if you do think you might have it, you can mention it to the doctor, antibiotics good to go um as long as you catch it early yeah sure uh, good advice and uh, i'm sure it's uh, spreading the message is such a positive uh, impact and as i say legacy uh i guess along those health lines obviously the, the pandemic around the world um from a golfing point of view uh you've recently had some crowds back so that that would have been very welcome that must have been um challenging playing around the tournaments without any crowd there and then a nice welcome to have them back yeah that's amazing having them back um just very different at a, not having crowds um just well, very on, low energy yeah well on that golf is such a mental game we, we all know that but then the silence does that magnify the intensity in your mind or does it make you a little bit more relaxed and not have to put up with the, the gallery and, and, and the noise. I think it made me too relaxed, to be honest. You're out there and it just felt like it didn't matter. Um, and then you're on for too long. Like as a golfer, because you're out there, I'm sure cricket's the same, you know, you have to switch on and switch off um, between every ball or between every shot. Otherwise yep. you wear yourself out. Yep. Um, so normally like between shots, I'll be talking to Maddie or is my caddy or I'll be, you know, you, it's normally great people watching at golf. You know, people can get a little messy out there and there's all different types out there and people are yelling stuff at you and you're kind of, you know, you're trying not to laugh or you're trying not to spray and spray it back at them or whatever. <laughs> yep. So that, that is very, that's really good. That's, that's a cool part of a golf tournament, particularly when it. you're in the hunt. Yeah. That, that's, that, that, I love that back and forth between the crowds. Yeah, that was the beauty of being um, wicketkeeper, mate. You couldn't hear it out in the middle. <laughs> yeah, so the crowds get really close. Yeah. And, and they, and especially now that betting is um, legal mm. at, the, at the golf courses, um, I mean, people are invested in, in, in your shots. So if yeah. you had a bad shot, you get told. Yeah, and, uh, same with Same with good shots. So I love that part about it. And I just found that when it was... Um, when there was no one out there, I just found it very, just, I was very flat and I, I found, that's what I found hard about it. Um, probably, you know, that's my own fault. It's no one else's fault because everyone had the same conditions, but I love it when there's pressure and you know, you've, there's something more to play for. You get the juices flowing and the juices didn't flow for the best part of a year on the golf course. Yeah, sure. Well, 
September, I think it was 2020, last year, uh, I was talking to a mate of yours, Aaron Finch, and he mentioned about uh, that, that Matt, uh, your, um, your caddy got in touch and, and asked him to send over a little bit of a collective video between a few people. Can you explain that and, and describe yeah. what you received? That was really cool. Uh, yeah, Finchie put together a video. Just, you know, uh, he had his struggles, um, you know, a couple of years ago and um, just how he got through it. You know, you got him, uh, Jack Rewalt was on there, um, Justin Langer. There was, you know, it, it was it was really good. It was just a uplift, uplifting, just basically telling me that, you know, everyone struggles. And I, I did know that, but it's like you, you kind of, when you're playing bad or, or not having the results that you want, not even playing bad, you feel like you're never going to play well again or never have good results again. And that's the same when you're playing well. You feel like when you're playing well, well how am I going to, I'm never going to lose this. This is going yeah. to go well forever. And you clearly know it's not going to, you know, happen either of those ways. But the brain's a funny thing. And, um, you know, the power of positive thinking is a big thing. And just even just to get that, you know, while watching it, it was about a five minute video. And um, just to watch it, he, Maddie gave it to me on the putting green at, at the tour championship, actually. And, um, you know, just to watch it and got to put a big smile on my face and just, you know, it gave me something to think about when things, if they weren't going well, just think back to that video. And um, yeah, it was, it, it was really good of him to do. Yeah, no, he, I asked him about the relationship he has with you. He said, all I do is pester him, but it sounds like he had a, <laughs> a positive influence. Um, mate, you, well, you liked your cricket, didn't you? you, you, you and, and obviously a Tigers fan, you, uh, getting Jack in there, but a um, bit of everything. And, and how closely do you keep an eye on those Aussie sports from over there in Virginia? Yeah, I was able to do it last year um, just because I didn't have much else to do, to be honest. Um, it's on an odd time. Sorry about these fighter jets going over. I'm not sure if you can hear them. Um, but right. um, as long as everything's in control there, eh? <laughs> I think so. I think we're good. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was. You know, if you're up early enough in the morning, you can watch a, a Friday night or a Saturday night game, which is good. So I'll wake up yeah. at you know five thirty to you know watch the second half, and um, yeah, it's just it's good to have a little bit of home, even though I couldn't go home and people from home couldn't come over here. So I haven't seen anyone from, um, you know, family from back home since the start of last year, but it's, um, so that's kind of the a weird thing at the moment, but, um, you know, as long as everyone's healthy and all that, that's, that's the main thing. But yeah, I've been, I keep up with the cricket mostly. I've actually yeah. really enjoyed watching the, that series, the test on Netflix mm. or Amazon prime, whatever yep. it's on. Um, Really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was a good insight, wasn't it? They spoke pretty honestly and, and openly, no doubt about that. Uh, mate, uh, on the tour at the moment, is there a young youngster coming up, male or female, uh, Aussie or, or international? Who's someone that we need to keep an eye on just that we probably don't know about yet? You don't know about yet. Um... Or that we're aware of and, and you think yeah. is, is really going to develop into a, an out-and-out champion? Yeah, I think there's a... Well, Cam Smith has won. He's um, he's playing too well at the moment not to win more. And I know he just won, we won a couple of weeks ago, but um, 
he's he's got it um and he should be in that discussions with justin thomas and jordan spieth and those guys he's not yet but it won't be long um what makes him so good what's so special about him he's got that um mongrel in him that you need Mm -hmm. to you know you you have to want to win more than what other people want to win um he loves the pressure we but well we both love the pressure but he 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 likes the pressure. He doesn't back down from it. Um, and his wedge game is second to none, um, which is very, very important. Yeah. Uh, I think Victor Hovland is going to start winning more frequently. He's a, I think he's from Norway, um, but really good lad. He's got his head pretty firmly set on his shoulders and um, just a normal Oh, he's, a, he's a kid, really. I think he's only 23 or 4. Um, but he's he's very good. Um, they're probably the two that come to mind, yep. I would say. Yeah. We talk about that uh, mongrel and killer instinct trying to win. Um, obviously, Tiger has done that as, as well, second most in, in history. Did him not being on the tour, uh, does the tour really miss him? Does, does the tour need Tiger Woods back in there? Or is there enough around to, to keep that momentum going? I think he's, I mean, you can tell the difference at a golf tournament when he's there and when he's not there. Um, the crowds are, are different, bigger, louder, um, more diverse, but there is a lot of, I think the, the tour is going to be good. They'll be fine. Um, but it is different when he when he is there compared to when he's not. Um, particularly at regular events. I mean, majors are always there's a buzz around them, and mm. um, but at normal tour events, you can. I mean, the, I think that the media doubles when he's there compared to when he's not. Um, so there's just a, a different feel for sure. But no, I think the tour is going to be fine. He's. I think his legacy will live on for a long, long time, and hopefully, he keeps playing, gets back to playing again. But I think what he's done for the tour is, you know, very similar to what Arnold Palmer did for the tour, however many years ago that was. So um, we're kind of reaping the benefits of it. We've, you know, we owe him a lot for for what he's done. And um, yeah, I mean, even if he's not playing, I think he's going to, he'll be around for for a bit. Is it fun to play with him or is it just more challenging and, and, and more difficult? Uh, I love playing with him. Yeah, he uh, he just that energy around the group is, you know, like nothing else. It's um, you know, the crowds are you can't even tell how many deep they are on the ropes. You, all you see is just it's just color everywhere. Just um, I've actually got a really cool photo at home here somewhere. Um, I was on the third tee at Augusta, and the, I don't know if you've been over there before to the tournament, but. Yeah. There's, you know, hundreds of metres of um, grass around the third tee in different directions and the whole area was full of people. There must have been 20,000 people there. Uh, so I'm standing on the tee with Tiger. We played in the first two rounds at the Masters there a couple of years ago and just that energy was was unbelievable. But I guess if you, if you like that, it's good when you play with him, but guys who like to, you know, do their own thing and don't love the... Um, the pressure and all that, they don't like it. But I've always played reasonably well when I've played with them and we actually get along very well also. So we, um, 
yeah, we enjoy each other's company. Mate, the way you describe that on a tee makes me tremor that I'm going to shake. Well, we, saw, <laughs> we saw Rory McIlroy hit his old man the other day in the Masters. Uh, what's, your, what's, your worst, uh, what's your worst blow where you've just, just shanked it or, or just hit a, a shocker and taken someone out in the gallery or what? Is there one incident that stands out in your mind along your journey? So with social media now, you get tagged in all the bruises <laughs> that you do to people. <laughs> which is kind of amusing, but it makes you feel bad also. Um, I hit a shot out of, that was at Hilton Head, and the fairways are really, really narrow at Hilton Head. So I had a little gap in the, I miss the fairway, as I do fairly often. Um, <laughs> but I, I had a little gap, and I knew just right of the green was fine, because um, the pin was on the right, it was an uphill chip. Anyway, hit this lob wedge up and over, and it lands, well, I thought it was going to land right next to the green. Well, it did, but it sounded like it hit a tree. I'm like, what, what is that? Anyway, so it hit a lady in the head, right in the temple. Got her. So I get up there and she's laying flat on her back with a pool of blood around her head. And I'm like, oh, no, I've killed her. No. Like, anyway, so kind of, you know, left a glove on her, on her chest. And it's like, there you go. Sorry. You know, feeling terrible. <laughs> That'll help. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, she was all right. But the ball ended up like 40 yards back over near the first tee. And, um, but I mean, you know, you see that and it's like, you, when you hit someone, you just, well, firstly, you hope it doesn't sound like it hits a pine tree. Um, but that's what, a, that's what a human head sounds like. Um, but it was, yeah, that was pretty scary. And hopefully something that I won't, hopefully I don't hit anyone in the head again. But, yeah. My dad actually said to me, I don't, he might've been there that day. He said to me after that day, I must hit a couple other people that day too. And he said, um, do you reckon if there was a stat for the most people hit, he's like, you'd have to be leading it, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, the old <laughs> man. Yeah, into me. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's nasty. Yeah, uh, well, I think um, I think I'd be cleaning plenty up if I was playing with Tiger through nerves. So yeah. The way you describe Tiger sounds like you're describing Warney too, but what he does for crowds and interest in the game. And, and, you know, you asked me if I've been to Augusta, no, but Warney has, and got a, got a bloody hole in one, which you're probably yeah. well aware of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you played around a round of golf with him? Is he any good? I haven't played with Warney yet. No, no, I haven't played. I know he, lo I know he plays the, um, the Alfred Dunhill over in yeah. St. Andrews. I'd, uh, I'd like to play that one year. It'd be good. St. Andrews is such a cool spot. Yeah. Um, just, golf or no golf just it's a cool town um yeah but no i haven't had a chance to play with uh with warney or punter actually i'm good mates with punter as well but he we, we have never played golf we drank beers together plenty of times but never oh, played sure. golf <laughs> shock me shock me yeah uh hey mate a few more quick ones what makes you nervous um makes me probably the only thing that makes me nervous really is probably the first tee at Augusta because you don't know how you're hitting it <laughs> I don't really need to get nervous at the end of tournaments because you know if you're leading a tournament you're obviously playing good golf yep. um so you're not worried about where the ball you know the ball's going to go somewhere in the right direction and that's what we practice for we want to get ourselves into that position so um probably the I was really nervous when I tasted my beer for the first time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, you, you just hope your beer's not going to taste terrible. And so, um, and so, so the first... in a golfing analogy, when you actually did taste it, was it 
bang down the middle of the fairway or had you sliced it straight into the water? It was good. It was really good. It was probably right center, and we just had to we had to tweak it a little bit down to the center. So it was it was good. <laughs> ah, very nice, very nice. Um, well, you know we're near the, the end of your career, but um, do you ever thought see yourself coming back to Australia, or do you think you you park there in the states for good? No. So we actually built a house in Australia, well, two years ago, um, which I've spent two weeks in because we haven't been able to go home, um, but. I would like to spend summers in Australia. Um, and then I love, I just love summer. I hate being cold. Uh, and the winters are terrible over here. I'd love to go home for the, you know, get home for the, the finals of the footy, watch the summer of cricket, um, spend some time at the beach, see Australian friends, and then come back over here and kind of do it all again. So, um, but, you know, I'll have other things to do also. I've got a few other business interests that um, are kind of, will give me plenty to do when I do finish golf, which is, which is fun. I don't want to, you know, finish golf in 10 years time and have nothing to do. So um, excited about all those opportunities and um, that will certainly keep me busy. Yeah. When do you peak as a golfer in your mind? Well, when, you know, 20 years ago, it was when you're in your mid thirties. Um, now that it's a distance game, maybe a little younger, but I think around where I am now is um, I feel like I'm playing a lot better now than what I was five, six, seven years ago. Uh, I feel like it's good mix of experience and my body's still feeling pretty good. So um, yeah, I think, you know, the next few years could be, you know, if, if I can put the runs on the, you know, play well, um, I feel like it could be, a good, good few years, um, hopefully my best few years. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, another five years, I'll be probably, hopefully not, but, you know, possibly heading on the other side of it. But, um, you know, you can still, you can see, you can still win when you're 50 on this tour. So, um, you know, everyone can have a good week and uh, I don't think I want to still be playing on the tour when I'm 50, but, <laughs> you know, definitely I'd love to be playing for another, eight or 10 years for sure. Mate, I'm 50 in about five months. So just ease up on the age, age uh, <laughs> discussion. All right, mate. Um, I remember uh, I, I, I read or, or heard somewhere you, you, you won, I think, 18,000 bucks for your first professional win somewhere in, on the New South Wales coast, was it? Or, or wherever it was. Yep. And I it was. The, the records say something around 32 million in prize money over over the course of the journey. You've done a lot in between. I think a career ranking high of six and six PGA uh, Tour wins is the major, the only thing missing in your tour, in your career. Yeah, I think you know that's the next step. I think um, to get that major. Uh, I think I've got three good chances this year. Um, most major seasons, I have two good chances. Uh, you know, the, the British Open and the Masters are my two best chances. Normally, the US Open and the PGA don't set up great for my style of game. Um, this year, they actually do set up pretty good at the courses. I've won at Torrey Pines and um, Kiwa Island I've played well at. So, you know, four chances to win this year um, would be nice. Um, but, yeah, that's what's missing. I mean, that's what we play for. Um you know, an Olympic medal would be amazing as well. But I think that major is what, you know, I've always dreamt of. And um, hopefully I can 
tick that off the tick that box this year at some point. Yeah, fantastic. Well, mate, and just reflecting on that comment about being 50, I think by that stage, uh, your young fella is going to be, what's he going to be? Well, in his 20s, he might be chasing you as well around the course. Yeah, we might be able to travel together for a couple of years. (laughs) That'd be fun. (laughs) Oh, mate, well, thanks very much for taking the time, mate. It's been fantastic to talk to you. Could have gone on a lot longer, but I'll, uh, I'll let you go and get into your day and uh, all the best uh, in the next week's tournament and then in the PGA coming up. No worries. Thanks, Gilly. Good chatting. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.